Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 408. Yes, we are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And for some reason, the screens are a, little bit, are a little bit chaotic, and now they're fixed. But it's kind of funny. I can flip from one screen. I can flip from one uh. scene. What? Like, why was I suddenly larger than life? I was about <laughs> to get to that. See, here, in my little layout here, I have, like, five to six different screens set up for when we do our show. So we can have everybody on camera. Depending on who's on is the scene that I pick. For some reason, when I have the scene with Ichigo, it's kind of normal. But when I bring up for just us, yours gets enlarged. I just think it's something on long lines of Streamlabs. I don't. I think when they said you could do Skype conferencing through Streamlabs, I don't think they realized there'd be someone doing at least having three to four people on webcam at once. <laughs> lordy, 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 lordy. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. I'm okay. I, I kind of figured as much. So. We are live tonight, week of May 28th, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can interact with us at live.fognetwork.com where there's a pop-up viewer. You can head on over to Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session and watch us live. And don't forget, we have a Discord. So you can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Basically, all of the VOG Network shows that are live have a channel, so come by, swing through, and have a good time. The water is just fine. And also, a happy belated Memorial Day to all and to all who have served in the past. I've had to remind people Memorial Day is about remembrance. Veterans Day is about thanking, you know? I think of what, I think the, uh, I don't know what to call it. But it's, you know, Memorial Day, those who died, um, Armed Forces Day, you know, currently wearing yeah. the uniform, mm -hmm. and Veterans Day, formerly wearing the uniform. Yeah, which was once called Armistice Day, but I guess they want to make it more Veterans Day. Maybe Armed... Yeah, because fuck World War One apparently. Basically. Armed Forces Day should be a holiday, but who am I to, who am I to say? You know? So should Appomattox Day and General Sherman Day. April 9th and January and July 22nd, respectively. Apotomox? What about it? Appomattox, the final sur surrender of the Confederate Army. Ah, uh, okay. And General Sherman marched to Atlanta, burned down the, like, marched to the Atlantic, burned down Atlanta in a way. Mm. Given how Atlanta has been lately, he didn't do a good enough job burning it down. hey -o! You've seen Super Bowl 51. They do a good enough job of that on their own. Now, that's what you call a roast right there. <laughs> Wait, wait, wrong sport. <laughs> Go off! I got it. Now, if this was now, if we were talking more baseball, I guess you could say gets by Buckner. Oh, wait, too soon. Never mind. Anywho, also that was only Game Six. Like what everyone forgets about that. Well, forget just just remember that was the last time the Mets was actually worth worth their weight in gold. You know. 
<laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Oh, lordy, 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 lordy. So. Well, a couple of my bosses at work are Mets fans. And I go like, so what are you doing for Bobby Bonilla Day? <laughs> God, that's Took terrible. you a while, huh? That's terrible. Look, someone in my department <laughs> is, is a big old Patriots fan, and I'm just like, boy. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Anywho. Enough about the sports talk and all of that. Y'all didn't come here to watch two nerds talk sports. Y'all here to watch three nerds talk anime and so forth. So before we get into that, we got to talk about what we've been up to since our last episode. So we're going to go in along with how was your week? How was your day? Mako, what's up with you? Um, Went to a convention. <laughs> well, mm. what you can kind of call a convention mm. this past weekend. Mm. Um, I got a Pokemon Eevee Tamagotchi, mm. and yeah, that's about it. Okay. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Well, just like I predicted, my check got deposited over the weekend before uh, Tuesday, before today. Yeah. It's not enough to cover the rent, so I got to scramble to a... Uh, get some money together otherwise well it's just going to be marked late and i don't really want to do that i still got my uh my coin back that's you know filling up quite nicely well that's good so i can at least you know try to uh get something from there that's good that's better than nothing that's pretty i'm all for that well i don't have an additional 500 dollars laying around so it's not all that good for me (laughs) Well, you know, talk to your landlord. Explain if something came up, so, you know. I, I could I, try, but yeah. I'm like, well, here's another thing. I uh, did a, a shift change with a different employee yeah. because she wanted Friday and Monday off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I worked her Friday and her Monday, which was, you know, two essentially just two doubles for me. Right. With one coming on a holiday, with holiday pay, so... Yeah. She agreed that she would work Thursday and Friday for me this week, so I got a four-day weekend to look forward to. That's not bad. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to do something, but I may end up spending at least a day and a half or so hibernating here. Sounds about right. Give me a work shift, I'd do the same damn thing. So yeah, that's that's it for me. So my weekend day has been the norm. I Hung out with Mako during Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we went to a con, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and that was basically it's been it. It's just been like a bit of a, a rest and relaxation stuff. Um, my tickets for Bandmay came in the mail, so I I'm going to assume that it probably showed up between Thursday and today, because usually by the time I leave my house to check the mail. I, I don't really have the time to do so. And usually when I get home from work, I go to check the mail. I just am not in the mood to do so. So it's there. It's here. And I'm quite happy about it. At least I got the tickets. Whereas when we were doing the PGSM Super Live, I had to keep screaming at Access to send me the freaking tickets, you know? Mm. Ended up getting doing them at Will Call. I mean, those tickets are around here somewhere. 
you know. So, anywho, uh, enough about that. Um, we're going to some housekeeping news. Um, there we go. We're here on Twitch TV every Tuesday. Uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session. Um, well, we have we'll still be doing new episodes on Tuesdays. Um, that's basically is it. Um, also, um, because um, for for the most part we're kind of sort of broke, so we're skipping anime next. So you won't see any photos or reviews from us this year. So. We're shooting for next year, but right now, this is what we've come down to. Pennies. And why do I have pennies on my desk? Because I am too lazy to clean up what's behind me, because I have empty bottles like this to put coins in, because my Pichon bank broke about a couple of years back, and I'm still waiting on a replacement, so it's around here somewhere. Anyhow. That sucks. Yeah, but the person who made it, she's making me another one, so I'm really happy about that. I'm really appreciative of that. Alright, so next up is Weekly Nerd Swag. What we do every week is each one of us kind of show off something nerdy, cool, that, that's awesome we want to share with everybody. So, let's start it off with Mako-chan. Uh, yeah, so the convention we went to two weekends back, CloverCon... I walked into the dealer's area, and this was the first thing I saw, and I had to have her. So, yeah, this was a a crane game uh, plush. So it's one of those that you could only get from the crane, and of course... People will get them in and sell them at the conventions. And I have a love of Luna. So, as you can see, she's very large. Yes, Luna needs that, needs that the diet cat food. Yeah, she's a big plush. Yeah, and she gets on, jumps up Usagi's ass about her eating so much. <laughs> just just slap a Nessa berry on top of, on top of Luna and call it a day. And as DanFan69 says, look to La Luna. I get it. (laughs) Though I don't think I'm going to be uppercutting anybody into the pit tonight. (laughs) Though it is early. Mm. Ari, what's your week? What's your nerd swag? I have. I was I was at this this uh, panel about bootleg, not bootleg consoles, but Mm. much lesser known consoles. Yeah. But this is like. I think like a year, year and a half ago or so. And uh, one of the, I guess, prizes they got for, like, hey, subscribe to my YouTube channel was they gave me this. It's a little uh, arcade machine, like your desktop or whatever. But, Ooh. oh boy, the games on here are broke ass as all fuck. <laughs> but can you connect a USB cable to it, though? Uh... I can barely turn this thing on half the time. Oh, I thought it was like a modded Raspberry Pi thing, but it looked, but it's not. Nope. Strong PJCC. I hear the sound effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just come on. 
You want to tell me what the hell this is? I don't. I actually don't know. Neither do I. I don't recognize any. Well, I know what a sub with some of the like games players and like board game wise. Like I've seen like two or three different versions of Othello with yeah not, with not the brightest AI. Maybe like one or two card games, but other than that, I mean, you know, what do you want for nothing? Mm, I hear that. All right, so my nerd swag this week is my new snowball wallet that I got for my belated birthday. Because my current wallet, as you can see, has seen better days. It's got personality to it. Yeah, I think I've had that wallet for at least three years. At least. Yeah, yeah, you've had that one for a while. Now, the issue is... I, I like chain wallets because, long story short, I left my wallet on a bus one day years ago with with one of my paychecks from working it after I had cashed it. So, yeah. There goes that paycheck. Exactly. So, from that point forward, I've always had a chain wallet. Now, if I'm doing interviews or whatever, like like going on job interviews and stuff, I will just I, – I can – I just tuck away the chain so you can't see it. So, like – I'll just tuck it into the back pocket or whatever, you know. Or depending on how the suit looks, you can't see the chain, but, you know, something like that. So so later tonight after the show, I will be putting all my – I'll be transferring it over to this wallet. Plus the fact that there's a little hook right here so I can attach my current chain to it. And that's the main reason why I kept looking around. And this was the closest thing to one of my fandoms I enjoy, so. Yeah, sorry I couldn't get you anything, but I was broke. That's fine. I, I did find that clip of Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century I've been looking for. Say, oh, uh, yeah? I posted it on your wall. It's where uh, Porky Pig hand, goes like, Happy birthday, I think, oh, from right, another world. Right, 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 hands, right. hands Marvin the Martian a stick of dynamite, and he completely falls for it. Oh, right, right. That's one of my favorite cartoons ever. Now, I realize the downside of this wallet. I'm not going to be able to get all of my, like, value cards and stuff in here, but I'll figure it out. It's gotten to the point where you don't even need to carry, like, a card or something. You just fire up the app and call it a day. Do you have the key rings for them? No. I, I, I do, but I don't like carrying key rings. Uh. Oh, well. I mean, I, I do have them. I, I, I just don't like it. The thing is, I like having, like, I like having tchotchkes and stuff on my key rings. Like, on my key ring now is Luigi, Genma... Uh, my Twilight Sparkle, Twilicious uh, keychains. That's the only things I have on there. I thought I'd put in like a little clip, you know, the hook. But I'm like, nah, that's too grandpa-ish. So no, I decided <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> okay, all right. Now that we've discussed our weekly nerd swag, we're going to jump into the Wayback Machine or the DeLorean. Preferably the DeLorean, the way Mako-chan drives. And we're going to go back... <laughs> We're going to go back two weeks and discuss CloverCon. It's a small one-day convention in, is it Somerset, New Jersey? Bridgewater. Bridgewater, yeah. In Bridgewater. It's on a Sunday, and it's from like 11 to 5. And what's really awesome is it's one of these small conventions that make a house a home. And all the money going back into it goes directly to the 4-H club. So they can get more cool stuff to have a better con or have better events going on at their little clubhouse, which is really cool. Which is why it's called CloverCon, because yep. the 4-H headquarters. 
For future reference, if you hear rumbling in the background, we we are under more likely me. I, I am under thunderstorm and tornado watch, so I will say this. About 10 years ago, a tornado did drop, did touch down in Brooklyn about 20 minutes from my house, so. So if you suddenly cut out and shit goes flying all over your room, we know you're fucked. Well, kinda. I mean, if it gets really windy, I can just close my front window, so. Hmm. And then I'll just, Yeah, I, you have to remember, he's in a basement, yes. so he's actually in the best place to be. Mm-hmm. Plus, oh, I, know. I have a drain. Plus, I have a, a brand new drainage ditch outside for for water, and I have one down here at the bottom of my steps, so I'm good either way. All right, uh, Maka, you want to kick things off about CloverCon? Uh, sure. Go for so it. this was CloverCon's ninth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year is lucky number ten. And we've actually gone for most of them. Yep. I know we missed the first one, and I'm pretty sure we missed one other, but we've gone to all of the others. Yep. Um, so if that tells you anything, uh, it's actually a pretty decent con for yep. being so small. We like this con. Yes, we do. Um, they once again brought in a couple of, uh, you know, local voice talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do some panels and autographs. Uh, they brought back Anime Parliament, yes. which is always a favor favorite. Run by um, my friends Adam and Jamie. Not but the same Adam and Jamie at... from Mythbusters, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, basically, every year it gets a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. They have some you know really good food right there they make you hot dogs they make you chinese food you can get your weeb grub on at wick donald's mm, but they also make a really tasty bubble tea they do your typical video room they have a rather extensive manga collection so you really get to uh you know, experience everything that you would want in a convention in a one-day kind of yep. setting. It is family-friendly. It is only a couple of hours, so, you know, nothing really crazy going on. But as I said, if you're looking for a local convention that is a convention, check out CloverCon. Definitely. You know, see, the three of us, we're like seasoned con veterans, and by season, we could be kind of petty. <laughs> and the thing is, we kind of go in with these high expectations of a convention because we're kind of spoiled. But I'll say this about CloverCon. It is a throwback to when of early con going for, for us, especially me, when it was more about the fans the friends and the good times. I mean, you can get that now with a lot of conventions, but some for some people it kind of take tapers off per se. I mean, with CloverCon, it, it still keeps it going. And now that they have a, a new 
85 inch screen that you can draw on. So that's going to be great for more panels coming in. Um, my friend Jamie ran a cosplay 101 panel, which was really good. It was very informative. She basically talked about how she got started in cosplay, the different costumes she's done. And for the record, she has created 52 Sakura Kinomoto cosplays. Wow. Yes. Unfortunately, after Super Soul Sandy, 50 of them got drenched. I feel really bad for her about that. Um, I think that was like the only panel I really checked out. Um, what's cool is every year they do a catwalk where, you know, there's no skits. You just come out, you show off your cosplay and you walk around and that's it. It's just fun, friendly for the whole family. Originally it was, you just did it and now they added, um, awards to it. And it's like almost everybody gets one, which is pretty cool. and it's like and what's and what's also cool about the con is you can go outside and if the weather is nice which has been for most clover cons there's a volleyball tent set up out there and there's also another area like a tent like a picnic-esque area for photo shoots i was over there for to buy for an impromptu my hero academia photo shoot i would say clover con is that type of con where you can pack a picnic the blankets, all like just come, chill, hang out, and have a really good time. Um, Watch I, somebody do that next year. Actually I have come the up equipment. The... I can do a picnic. See, so do I. Can. There it's you go. It's been sitting in my closet, and I have nothing to do with it. Nothing I, is, yeah, it's just sitting there. <laughs> I didn't yeah. check out the game room for some, like I normally did, but it's like when you go. Was up, it upstairs? Yeah, it's like you have like the tabletop sec card game section over here, and the other side is all the video games and stuff. Uh, I do plan on having CloverCon get in touch with Microsoft because here's something you don't know. Every Microsoft store has has a community t leadership team. And basically, it's their way of giving back to, to, to the community. If you go to Otacon, you'll see uh, Microsoft in the game room with the Xbox One console set up for play and for tournament play as well. And I believe that's I think it's a store, in, a location in Crystal City that, that they represent. I do know that there was two stores representing for Castle Point. They had it set up. So I think that would be really cool, you know, Microsoft, you know, coming in and showing these off for the kids. I got to get more information about it, but I think it's really cool. It'd be something fun, fun to do. Let's see, what else is there? I, I, honestly, I can't really think of anything else bad about uh, CloverCon. I mean, this is one of those conventions where we, you know, we had our thoughts about it. But what's really great is that the, the, the heads that run the convention, they are very responsive to the, to the suggestions. So Mako Chan has given some great suggestions for the con over the years. And they've, and they've, with it has made the con even better. Um, one of the suggestions I gave was that now one thing is that Wi-Fi. Yeah, you go to a con, you, you kind of need, you kind of want Wi-Fi, which I totally get. Even though you could be like, well, I have it on my phone, I have 4G on my phone. But let's get real. 
you're at a con, and a bunch of you and a bunch of weebs roll right in. Your 4G is going to drop to 2G in 2.2 seconds. Yeah, there's always a strain on you know Wi-Fi and yeah. doing all, at, all, anything on there. At least with the Wi-Fi, there's there's um, load balancing, which you know, which is a good thing. So they're looking to expand that, which is pretty cool. Um, I would say, you know, if you are in the Jersey area around this time next year, which is like the second week of May, swing by CloverCon and check it out. It's really fun. Plus, every plus when you enter and you buy when you buy your uh, badge, you get raffle tickets. You know, to play in the raffle, which is fun as well. I did notice they took out the vending machine, though. I don't. Yeah. That was only there last year. They probably moved it so that we couldn't use it this year. I really didn't think that. Didn't they usually turn it off when the when the, the Yeah, that's was in more of the 4Hs thing and not what they're trying to sell mm-hmm. for the convention. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's candy, you know, but I totally get it. You know, I, you know we don't have to say we don't say too too much about CloverCon. We just talk about how awesome it is and like if you want a con that kind of wants to bring you back to when you first got into cons, kind of old schooling it, CloverCon's right up your alley. And now, and then, later in that week, me and Mako and one of our newest staffers, La Chocola, we went to NezumiCon. You mean the non-con? <laughs> no, there really, there really was a non-con, okay? <laughs> Oof. Was it bad? It, it was. Yes. Just yes. I don't know what they were attempting to do, uh, but they were not at all um, consistent. So they have a yeah. Facebook. They have a. Facebook event, but most of their stuff was on their Instagram. And even then, it wasn't quite clear. So it was $5 to get in if you bought it beforehand. It was $10 when you got there. Yeah, and it was like like $6.77 with taxes and fees and all of that Mm -hmm. crap. So I didn't know when I got there that the burlesque show that they were going to be putting on that night was extra money mm-hmm. because nowhere on Facebook did it actually say that it was an extra charge. Did it they say it on its men- Instagram? They only mentioned that on Instagram and still didn't even mention how much it was going to be. I didn't know how much it was going to be until I looked at one of the performers Facebooks who actually posted the price on there. Yeah, now, I, I understand a first-year convention that there will be mistakes. But something like this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, how can you forget something, you know, like telling people how much it costs, you know, for the burlesque show? I mean... The site is on Wix, so all you have to do is log in, add stuff, and go and just take it out. I mean, the price, like like Michael John said, 
one of the performers posted on her Facebook fan page how much it costs for the show. The one time it was it was posted on their uh, Instagram, they said it was a nominal fee. So I would say to of how much? That's all they said. Nominal fee. They didn't say how much it was. Which kind of defeats the purpose of saying that? Yeah. But I will say, you know, I guess because of how popular this one burlesque dancer is, she got the word out, and basically it was a full house. Now, I when I heard that the con was in a classic, reconditioned, old-fashioned train station, I was kind of excited about that, because I do have a bit of a fixation for trains, so I'm like, I was curious how this was going to play out. Also, I got the feeling that, you know, something like that, you know, I thought it would attract a lot of, like, steampunk pl- cosplayers and stuff like that. No. If, 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 if it was called Nazumi-Con, St- Steampunk Nazumi-Con, yeah, there would have been a lot of steampunkers there, and they probably wouldn't have been none too thrilled either. Eh. Yeah, so basically, um, when we got there, the map that they had posted onto their Facebook... Um, they completely changed that layout. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to have assigned areas for the vendors, and basically it was, you know, first come, first table. They had enough tables for everybody, don't get me wrong, but they were supposed to actually have tables in, you know, for certain people, and they didn't. You basically got whatever table was available when you got there. There were supposed to be some of those vendors inside of the train station, along with the video games, Mm. along with an area that was supposed to be there for people that just wanted to hang out. Well, I don't know if nobody actually went to see the train station beforehand, but there wasn't enough room for all of that in the train station. Nope. And the second floor wasn't finished being renovated you know i didn't even i didn't even know about that i just didn't even bother wanting to go up the second floor i'm like yeah that's that's a no-no yeah no it wasn't even finished being renovated um and then you know i walked around the vendors you know it was your typical artist alley and you walk into where the video games were and that's where your plushies and your you know quote unquote legit merch was <laughs> except that as I'm sitting there listening to them the person running it is bragging about how he has basically put a crap ton of mods and emulators and that's what's set up for play so it's not even legit games wonderful so I don't even know if his actual selling products were legit products and then on top of that there was one bathroom for the entire con yes ouch yeah not you know one for each you know quote-unquote sex, quote-unquote gender, there was one bathroom. So, by was the there time, a line? 
Now we ended up. We ended up. Um, I, I when I first walked in and saw it, I I told Ranma. I said, "Look, I'm not sticking around for very long, because there's nothing here that is making me stick around. So I'm probably going to go back to the hotel room for a little while. You know, let me know when you guys are done. I'll come and pick you up." It didn't even get to that point. We, I was sitting there, I was actually eating lunch, and um, our staffer, who was actually vending, I, you know, she's like, I haven't made a sale yet, yep. so I don't know that I'm going to stay the whole time. She's like, I might, you know, want to leave about five. I said, that's fine. I was actually probably thinking about leaving between four and five anyway, so, you know, I'll stick it out until five. It wasn't even, you know, a half hour later, and this is 2.30, the convention's only been open since 12. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up leaving early. By 3 o'clock, she was already packing up. Because in those three hours, she hadn't sold anything. And the problem with that is that not a lot of the vendors at all sold anything. Yeah. Um... And she wasn't the only one that started packing up early. Now, I will say this. She did let us know that one vendor was having issues with electricity to her booth, and they were just mocking and making fun of her. That's not right. No, volunteers at a convention... Yeah, volunteers at a convention should not be laughing at the issues that their vendors who are paying for their tables, you know, they should just be helping them. Now... DanFan69 says this, says this sounds like a scam con. That's his comment in our chat at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Now, a part of me wants to be- give you points for that because I kind of feel that. This is more like what happens when you go to an- so many conventions, you're like, screw this, I'm going to run my own shit. <laughs> now, if you look in our chat, and I'll probably share this on our Facebook page, there is a sign that says, do not go on tracks. Remember, I did say the convention was in a reconditioned train station. These are live tracks, and there was cargo trains going by every hour. Now, you have to understand. Were there really people stupid enough to walk on the tracks when the train was coming? I will bet you all the gold of Fort Knox that that one sign that was not there... Not in a place where you obviously would see it. Somebody would have. I'd say the same thing. I, you see, this sign is not directly when you can walk towards the convention area. It's off towards the right. And you really can't see it unless you're walking over there because of the way the cars are parked. This is the only sign that was there. Now, I will say, I got some great cosplay for pictures. Now, to refer back to what Mako said about ROMs and emulation, this person had Retron 5 and, I think, Retron 3's and Retron 5 consoles out. I'm cool with that. Yeah, those aren't that bad. Retron consoles will play play the cartridge games. That's cool. I'm okay with that. There was one game. I didn't play it. It, it, I guess it was a custom ROM. It said Streets of Rage 2... Featuring Street Fighter. Yeah, that's a hack. Yes, I know. And then there was the regular Super Nintendo game that was in there. I think it was All-Stars. And then there was this regular 
game cartridge that was like 101. When I was a kid, I used to see them advertise these Nintendo cartridges that say 101, 151. I always wanted it because it was so cool. But as you get older and you discover about these game packs that are like so many games in one, are total rips because... <laughs> because number one, a classic NES cartridge can't hold that many games. If it has 100 games in there, most likely the audio is warbled and won't play right. The levels are incomplete. It's just... throw. It's like a mishmash of all hell, you know? And as tuxedo- I remember seeing you know bootleg systems yeah. like that, sort of like mall kiosks. Yes. This is like ten years ago or so when I was, you know, working the working jobs at the mall. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have displays on it, like in the, like the center court. Ooh, wow! I can really hear that. Yeah, and it's uh, the rain is wasn't like, the rain yeah, is pouring out like pretty hard out here. Fifty two, you're talking about. Yeah. Because it, you'd start up and be like seventy six thousand to one, like, and then you realize there's a whole bunch of a. Uh, bootlegs and hacks and uh, questionably stable uh, games on there. Yeah, definitely. I'm just like, wow. Now, I'm all about, you know, Retron, classic emulation and stuff like that. Uh, Like, if somebody took, like, a ROM, a Japanese ROM, and translated it and made it into a cartridge and put out on display, I am also okay with that. But the fact that this guy had like 101 game pack and he was selling them, I have a per- problem with that. You're kind of taking away from the nostalgia of emulation. And if the thunder is getting really loud, I will close my other door. I just closed my window, so. Tuxedo Mask Darian asked, was that lightning I heard? Oh, uh, you can't hear lightning, but that was definitely thunder you heard. Just understand... For those of you who are new to the show, my computer desk, desk setup is right by the window. My apartment is like 10 by 13. I literally have no other place to put my my PC setup. So I apologize for the loud noise, but makes for good podcast music audio. <laughs> Until your end suddenly goes dark and the entire podcast goes black. Well, I mean... I will be able to save what I can through audition. Now, here's something about Mezumi-Khan. You're probably wondering, what about panels? <laughs> no panels? Oh, there was panels. It was in the shed. <laughs> I, 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 I kid you not. Now all I can think of is like some actual like backyard shed <laughs> with like pool equipment and pool chemicals. There was and no. And you're talking about your favorite waifu and like, it, like hang on, keep that door back, back over there. You don't want the smell of chlorine to overwhelm you. <laughs> this was a fire department shed. I didn't believe. I, I discovered this was a shed because I walked in. There was about thirty chairs set up for panels. Cool. I'm just looking around. I'm, I'm just liking how rustic it is. Then I look on the wall, and there's a permit for this shed as a presentation place. <laughs> Dan Fan 69 says, So the panelists weren't the sharpest tool in the shed. 
Boo this man! Boo! <laughs> I mean, well, well, you know, you're not wrong, but you know. Okay. Nezumicon, New Jersey. Now, we say New Jersey because there is another convention in the Midwest also called Nezumicon. This was more like a glorified picnic. I get out and of I think that's what they should have called it. Yes. I think picnic was I think a picnic would have had better food. Mm. I mean there was someone selling pizza. There was there selling pizza and Yeah. I mean they were doing food um they had two food vendors, I think. Yeah. But it was not a convention. No. It was basically a bunch of high schoolers, maybe early college aged kids just looking to be weebs and hang out. Yes. And that does not a convention make. I think it's... someone in the chat mentioned it being backyard con. Yeah. Now, upstate New York has a has an anime club and they do something like this every, every year. I don't know lately, but they have like a cosplay picnic, okay? That's what it should have been. And you know, when you have a con and you have like a picnic, you got to have music, right? <laughs> Okay. I will listen to almost anything. Even the most raunchiest shit out there. If it has a good beat, I will listen to it. I'm not too keen on lyrics, but it is what it is. Now, the con runner, who I took pictures of, really nice girl, was telling everyone that this was her playlist. Now, you had stuff from the 90s, 90s rap that was good 90s alternative that was good to today's drivel that's on terrestrial radio i'm just like what the hell is this personally if i was running this my playlist would have been hippity hoppity anime remix stuff because that would have been cool that would have been in the style of a con that would have worked better i probably would have had some modern stuff in with clean lyrics mixed in but you know something nice you know a little bit of everything yeah, just because you have some music that you like does not mean that that is what you should play, one, at a convention, two, outdoors, three, for, you know, whoever happens to be there, and four, for the entire neighborhood to hear. And, and the answer, Ichigogami, oh, wait. They were playing copyright stuff. It was some. It was the. It was there. It was someone's Spotify playlist. Did it have ad breaks? No, because they probably had a paid subscription. Huh. That actually surprises me. That makes two of us. Yes, Ichigogami. We know they're not allowed to do that. Some people will learn the hard way but you have to understand this was a small convention this was, no more than 50 people were there now i am glad that the burlesque show was full to capacity because we have a mutual friend who's also a burlesque dancer who performed at Nezumicon, and i am glad they performed to a full audience because i would have been upset on on her behalf if they did a show and there's only like 10 people in the audience sitting down yeah that would have been mm -hmm. bad yeah, and you're probably wondering, why does a con need a burlesque show? It's gotten to the point where burlesque is becoming synonymous with con with anime conventions. It's like, 
it's it's an anime con. They're gonna dance as your favorite waifu or husbando and strip down to their skivvies. You know, put butts in seats. Just to give you an idea of some of the stuff um, that was playing later when we were leaving, um, I think one of the very last songs as we were leaving was Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. Yes, that was playing. What? Yes. Yeah, so that gives you an idea of just how far her playlist was outside of being appropriate for an anime convention. Yeah. I would say, if they do this next year, go to a hotel. You can still do a one-day event. You can rent out two room, two panel, two uh, boardrooms in a hotel for your thing. And I get that doing cons outside of a hotel is a niche thing to kind of get think, get the ball rolling. I mean, like there were con- there have been anime and comic conventions in public libraries, so I can see that. But really, I mean, if you're going to do something like this, like a cosplay picnic, just call it a cosplay picnic. Let me know. I will bring my grill and I'll cook, you know? Shit. Let me know because I wouldn't have gone. (laughs) Oh, wow. Savage. Well, that's just, you know, if it had, you know, we lucked out that it was good weather. Yes. We lucked out that it was just cloudy and there was no rain at the time that we were there. If the had been different if it had been you know uber uber hot or it was raining there was no place for anybody to go Mm -hmm. so imagine we had for the convention um it was uh mid 60s uh to mid 70s for the convention on saturday the next day hit almost 90 and was humid so mm-hmm. if those two temperatures had been switched, you would have had a lot of sick people because there was no place for these people to take shade. There was no place for them to go to the bathroom to get out of the weather. And even the one indoor space didn't have air conditioning. All the windows and doors were open. So they need to think about that before they start thinking about just cheap shit. Mm-hmm. That's all this con needs is a report of someone shitting themselves and passing out. And as Ichigo Gami says, it's better not to overhype their event. I get that. There are some cons that they don't really what they do by not overhyping their event is not giving out press passes. You know, and I get that. You give out press passes, people talk about the con, your numbers grow more. And because of pain in the tuchus to get staffers, then you find yourself in the corner of the of the room as the con's going on, drinking yourself into a stupor, and then just want to hang yourself off the side of the building, you filthy weeb. But yeah, I, no press pass is the, is the uh, con equivalent of not screened for critics. But I digress. Not always. Some conventions don't give out press passes because they are actually you know not for profit and everything goes towards charity mm-hmm. i.e clovercon see that's an exception we like clovercon all right so are are, are, are we kind of done like beating this con into the dirt i hope so because it's getting late yes yeah we're, we're done uh we're gonna 
we will have a con report up from one of our other staffers who was a lot nicer than we were, and the con took her positive feedback, and let's just hope it gets integrated into next year. So let, let's move on. We, we, we have some other interesting stories to, to discuss, such as misconduct at Anime Next. Now, oh, oh boy. Now, I remember when this first popped up. There was an anonymous post by someone named, went by the pseudonym Annie May. Don't think about that too hard. I said don't think about it too hard. Too late. Yes. This popped up back in March. I saw it, and then it quickly got deleted. It was basically a post about Me Too and how the con chair uh, was being very... Was being, was being a dick. Was just flo- floating their, their power around like they can do something and, you know, using their power to, to go after younger, gir- younger girls and stuff like that. It, it was just really a fucked up situation. Now, for the most part, after that post was deleted, nobody thought about it. Until a few days ago, Anime News Network posts that there was that this was actually a thing, and that Anime Next staff launched an investigation into this. Now, they're, they're, now it's allegated, it's accused that longtime Anime Next staffer Eric Torger, Torgerson was accused of sexual harassment, basically, and sexual miscon- misconduct. Now, as what's been going on, this has been going on for the last four years. A prior con chair was told about this and realized that the girl who's making this complaint was being serious. And that con chair went to the board for the full investigation, but unfortunately, a lot of the people on the board and so forth kind of said, you know, we'll take care of this. It got swept under the rug, so. And... All of this came to uh, a former member of Anime Next staff, uh, Carlo Darslin. He's he's a cool dude. I've known him for years. Really awesome guy. He was a con chair. I believe he was a con chair when this went down. And he went to do his absolute best to get this rectified. But they were like, uh, no, we will take care of this. So basically this guy had really bad yellow fever and he would try to invite women, uh, young women back to his room and offer them alcoholic beverages. Mind you, as this was going on, he he just got married. You fucking scumbag. Now, my problem with this is that and the same thing happened with cosplay burlesque per se. Why didn't Anime Next jump on this when when it hit the public like that? Why did it take them three months to actually do an investigation? Now, Anime Next did come out and say that they, that they basic that this person is no longer on staff. Uh, I'm actually going to try to find the post, not the post, but I was sent a screenshot, you know, of what was said. Even though it's on their site, I, I just wanted to bring this up because it's a lot quicker. As it was said, that this, this staff, Eric Torgerson, has been suspended from Anime Next staff 
will not be there this year, and it's going to be a third, a, a, a neutral third party to do a complete investigation. They also say that he has not been a member of the board since 2018 and has not been a con chair since 2017. And they want to say they want to make this a lot better, a much safer convention. And I hope they do. Because there has been a massive fallout of stuff going on behind the scenes of this convention. This does fall along the lines of broken staircase syndrome. Now, I just hope after this investigation, everybody who is directly involved with this, anybody who helped, you know, get this let this aside I would I want I want I would I would say you know I want their badge I want them suspended and banned from not just staffing the con ban not allowed in the con I want their names in a little black book passed around to other conventions and I want them blacklisted because they are part of the problem not the solution And that's all I have to say about that. If there's any updated information in regards to this investigation and the end results, you'll hear it from us all. Now, as I calm down, have some water, and open my window, because it's it's like a decent thing of uh, traffic of air in here, Maka will tell us about one of her favorite fandoms, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, so, for those that haven't heard, the Sonic the Hedgehog film is going to get a delay. Um, so the film was originally slated for November 8th in the United States, November 28th in Australia, um, December 26th in the United Kingdom, and, uh, in Japan sometime in December. We don't know what the other territories are going to be, but uh, according to Jeff Fowler, who is the director of the Sonic the Hedgehog film, he revealed on his Twitter on Friday that the film is going to be delayed until February 14th, 2020. They want to take a little bit of time to make Sonic just right. Mm -hmm. Now, that's great because everybody was kind of worried that they were just going to, you know, force the artists to work nonstop on this. Yep. One bad thing is that we ended up going and seeing Detective Pikachu this weekend, which has an advertisement for Sonic, and it still says November 8th on those advertisements. And for the record... Not for the record, but RJ Parra in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session said the same thing. I guess is they already made it and sent it out. They can't do anything else about it. But films are digital. I don't think it's hard for them to put an updated, you know, uh, updated trailer or something like that. Yeah, you know? those trailers are all digital. They could have basically done some sort of update that forced everything through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm They're really glad like, because... like, yeah, whatever, it's getting delayed. We can fix yeah, it later. but at the same time, now, depending on how many people are going to see it, they could claim false advertising. 
which also isn't good. My thing is, if he would have actually listened to everybody in the beginning, mm -hmm. from the people that created the character to the people that saw the test clips, you know, everybody said, this isn't right. Yep. And it needs to be tweaked. And the director got into his head, you're gonna love it. Don't worry, you're gonna love it. And a lot of people are like, well, this isn't our, you know, this is the movie for us. This is the movie for kids. You know, the, the older fans shouldn't matter. Screw you. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Yes. Someone made this same argument before, like, it wasn't meant for us. Okay. I'll give you partial credit on that. But here's the thing. Everybody knows how Sonic looks. Whether it's yep. the video games, the comic book, the cartoon, the anime, everybody knows. Look, look at the live-action Detective Pikachu. They still look like freaking Pokemon. Sonic is not a humanoid hedgehog. He's a anthropomorphic hedgehog, you know? He's from a different planet dimension, yep. depending on what series you're following. That, too. Mobius. Mm -hmm. There's... No reason for them to have changed it so drastically to make him look realistic to our standards. He's not supposed to be realistic to our standards. He is realistic to the standards of the world he comes from. And this director who, you know, told everybody how he wanted things done, didn't think that one through. So, you know, we're, we've got the delay on the movie and hoping like hell that they're actually going to bring in some sort of artists that has actually worked on the series before to give some pointers on how to make this character quote unquote look realistic, but actually still be Sonic. Mm-hmm. Because not including the people that actually did the art for Sonic in your ideas, in your, you know, in your sessions on what you want to do with this character, that's just stupid on you. Verily. You screwed up. I mean, granted, he's owning up to it, mm -hmm. but he definitely should have thought about that when everybody told him there's something wrong. When you Get have your head out of your ass and listen to people. When you have Sonic Team telling you, I don't think this is going to work, maybe, just maybe, you sit down and be like, you know what? You might be right. I By hope the we... way, for everybody that's actually watching, um, the cat that is currently behind my pillow is Wabbit. I was wondering, I couldn't tell if that was Wabbit or Callie. No, Wabbit is very much mushy tonight. He has been popping his head up. Um, you can sort of see his floof over my pillow right now. You did see, see Damien that, from... Maybe he'll do that thing where he like, leans his chin over on the edge of the pillow. <laughs> yeah, you did see Damien for a split second when he chased Wabbit away. 
but Wabbit came back the very next day. Mm-hmm. Wabbit's like, I like it here. He's so fucking cute right now, it's not even funny. I wish I could show you guys. Okay, you removed the pillow, or no? Uh... Or just push it down a little There bit. he is! <laughs> Oh, now he's moving. Oh, wait, wait. I think he liked being hidden. <laughs> it's not anime jam session anymore. It's Neko jam session. I mean, we got Wabbit, we got Luna, you know. <laughs> huh. All right. Now we've had some cat play going on. Ari, what's up with Dragon Ball Evolution? Something I didn't think we'd find ourselves talking about anytime soon. Let's see. A former Dragon Ball editor by the name of Kazuhiko Torishima commented on Dragon Ball Evolution. Knowing what this movie is, I could just read this little subheading. It says, knowing what I know now of Hollywood, we should have just paid the 5 billion yen to have veto powers over the script and be done with it. But uh, Torishima pretty much said it was a, his biggest failure in regards to screen adaptation. And after the film's failure, a book of lawyers familiar with the screen adaptation, they came to the conclusion that Shuisha would have had to pay money to have a say in how the material was handled. Which is, as he said, 5 billion yen or $45 million. Creative control is worth every penny, though. Mm. However, Torishima went on this figure would have been 60% of Shuisha's yearly profit at the time, so they were not prepared to pay that much money. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, other topics that came up during the lecture include the decline of print magazines and manga, difficulty bringing exposure to new arts in the age of di digital manga and webtoons, and necessity of the media mix in order to sell manga in today's world. Dragon Ball Evolution opened up in the USA in April 2009, and holds a 15% score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Akira Toriyama himself expressed dissatisfaction with the film in 2016, and writer Ben Ramsey apologized to the fans thereafter. I, I will say this. I did see it the weekend it came out with my old roommates and a friend of mine. I, I understood what they were trying to do. It was just poorly implemented. Emphasis on poorly. I, I still have not seen it, and yeah. I have no desire to. When they mention Goku's, you know, fighting style as airbending on screen, everyone in the audience made a sound that sounded like steam escaping. <laughs> Maka, I will say this. The only time you should see Dragon Ball Evolution is when Kyle is a guest at a con, and he's doing the roast of Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. That, that I would watch. Yes. It. <laughs> now, speaking of Dragon Ball, there's Funimation. And where there's Funimation, there's a lawsuit. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. The Koji Cast Company filed a lawsuit against Funimation last month in the Eastern District of Texas, alleging that Funimation streaming service, Funimation Now, infringes on Koji Cast's patent. This sounds like patent trolls. It really does. 
Kojicast references its media asset streaming over network to devices patent, which is patent number 9073683, which describes a method that allows users to watch a stream on a mobile device and resume watching a stream using another device, such as television. Kojicast explained that a lawsuit that Google's Chromecast devices are not prior art, as the patent owner Koji Yodin filed a patent in 2012, a year before the patent for Google's Chromecast devices. It further explained that Apple's AirPlay feature is also a completely different technology. The, Uni the Unified Patents Organization issued a contest in December seeking prior art to Kojicast patent. Kojikas is seeking damages related to the alleged infringement and seeking trial by jury. The court announced on May 16th that the hold the jury selection will happen June 22nd, 2020. Kojikas filed a lawsuit against streaming site Daily Motion in April 2018 for alleged infringement of the same patent and in November for alleged infringement of three other patents with different numbers also labeled as media asset streaming over network to devices. Thankfully, both of those cases were dismissed on January 10th. See, I don't think this person realizes that Funimation it has a bigger brother by the name of Sony. So, if they're not careful, Koji Cast could end up a part of Sony. And then just mm -hmm. assimilate it like the Borg. <laughs> now, I will say, if this person is successful in suing Funimation, I they could go after other streaming sites, and that's not good. It's sort of like how... Um, Vonage was sued by Verizon for infringing their patents, and guess what? Verizon won, and Vonage is now a former shell of itself, so... I mean, instead of trying to sue Funimation, I think they should have gone up there with their lawyers, explained that this patent copyrights ours, let's meet somewhere in the middle. I mean, not for nothing, if a company's using a patent and I can prove that it's mine, I would not mind a weekly kickback royalty so I can go about my life. I wouldn't mind that. Just saying. It is what it is. Okay, Ari, what's up with the Uniqlo uh, design contest? Somebody so it looks like somebody was cheating. We can't hear you. Oh, whoops, I had the goddamn thing muted. It happens. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, the first place winner is a t-shirt design was disqualified after it found the same design previously used as a phone case sold by an on online retailer, Daobao. And a grand prize for Leeway Pen's design showed the Magikarp and Gyarados in a mosaic-like style, and I will post the, post the link in the chat so uh, everyone else can see it. Follow along. There we go. Uh, the rules stated that the design could not have been previously published. Mm. <clears throat> Lee Wen Pen wrote about the design on their, we their Weibo social media account, according to them. The design is theirs, and they did sell a small number of smartphone cases prior to entering in the contest. Okay, therefore, please do not share the pirated goods. Uh, the message confirmed to Uniqlo that the design was previously used on merchandise and couldn't qualify. If Uniqlo not disqualified, the Garrett design would have appeared on in-game items, including the upcoming Pokemon Short Sword and Shield Switch games. And the grand prize also included 10 grand US. 
And they have apparently scrapped the contest entirely. Yeah, and I posted a picture of what the of the of the design. You know, you know, this reminds me of how you know cosplayers will enter small conventions with with their with their cosplays and win, and then go to the big ones and say, "Oh, I've never p- competed here." Freaking sandbagging, you know. The fuck you think you're fooling, huh? <laughs> exactly. People, cosplayers forget what the, the, a lot of the judges know each other or know somebody that knows them. So you know, don't don't play that game. Also, do they think they don't talk to other people? Yeah. And Ichigogami says this art has actually sold some phone cases, and then their art was stolen. Oh, this happens a lot more than you think. One of the companies I work with selling T-shirts, one of the T-shirt designs that we had got stolen. But th- but. With the proper phone calls and contacts, that design, that that site that had that design was taken down. Well, Michael, this last one's all yours. Yep, it's her fandom in a happy way. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. So, on Monday, Netflix announced that there is a second season of Agretzko. And it will be released on June 14th. So they do have a promotional video up, but obviously it's in Japanese. And unfortunately, it's not available anywhere outside of Japan. But it looks like we're getting new characters. It looks like we're getting, uh, you know, some of the better characters back. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be adorable watching a red panda girl scream death metal. Embrace your inner rage, Mako-chan. Oh, it's been embraced. Oh, it's been embraced. Now that we have embraced our, our inner rage, now we change it over to our inner chaos with, meanwhile... In Japan. I'm seriously thinking about changing it to Greetings from Japan. No, meanwhile, this sound better like... Like... Like it's an old... Like it's an old, like, 70s-style cartoon because... Meanwhile... A bunch of fucking cartoon characters could come up with these stories. True. That's why I'm taking the first story. I'll take the second one, then. Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I get the that... one. I get the one that Ronma wanted on here. Okay, whatever. I ain't touching that third you one. Wanna, you want to switch? No, I'll take it. No, really. No, I'll take it. Okay. All right. Man, here's one. Man pulls up, pulled over Japan for drunk driving. Claims his body produces alcohol. Oh, that's a great one. On the evening of May 22nd in the city of Itami, a 28-year-old electrician was arrested for drunk driving. Just before midnight, the station wagon he was driving collided with a traffic light, and after officers arrived on the scene, they determined he was intoxicated. However, at the same time, the suspect told police, I have a rare condition, and when I get nervous, my body produces alcohol, my doctor told me before. The police don't buy it, and they you don't say. and they went to arrest him. The suspect is currently denying the charges. 
you know, when you think about it, it's like the Hulk, what, only when the guy says, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Doesn't mean it because he'll turn into an unstoppable monster. He means he'll complain about foreigners or sing radioactive by imagining dragons vote very loudly and very poorly and very drunkenly. Needless to say, the internet at the time, social media, had some interesting words to say about this. That's the first time I've heard that excuse. That is quite the condition. If it's true that he definitely shouldn't be driving, what the hell is he saying? I remember reading it in the issue of Super Dr. K. I knew a guy at work who always smelled bad when he got nervous, so maybe. A lot of these naysayers may be surprised to find out that the suspect's highly con the, sus the suspect's highly suspect condition actually exists, and it's also called auto brewery syndrome, but more accurately known as auto fermentation syndrome or endogenous ethanol fermentation. If you want to sound like a real nerd. Those with this rare condition have abnormal levels of certain type of yeast in their stomach that aid in converting sugars and other carbs into alcohol. Like, if a person with this disease eats a grape, it literally becomes wine in their gut. And if done in large enough quantities, then enough wine would give that person a buzz without even drinking a drop of alcohol. It is a rare disorder, however, it's often linked to other diseases. It is known to affect young kids, which is what, which would explain why a two-year-old acts drunk most of the time, constantly bumping into walls and randomly saying random stuff. That being said, we still don't know whether this particular electrician has auto brewery syndrome, or if he just read about it somewhere beforehand and kept that chestnut of an excuse in his memory for an occasion such as this. Either way, it seems like a problem that can easily be rectified with a note from the doctor that this guy claimed to have consulted. Failing that, justice can always be served the old-fashioned way by pooping into a cup and examining its yeast content. I mean, if I had a rare disease or something like that, I would actually have a, a, a certified doctor's note on me at all times explaining that. That's called a medical alert bracelet. That too. <laughs> <sighs> What's next? Um, what indeed? <clears throat> a Japanese man assaults his wife after learning she trolled his YouTube videos for six months. They see me uh. trolling, they hate it, trying to catch me posting dirty. <clears throat> On May 21st, Oida District Court opened a trial of 44-year-old who stands accused of confining and assaulting his 36-year-old wife and their then in Okuma area apartment after he learned that she had been sabotaging his attempts to become a YouTuber for over half a year. Prior to, this in, prior to the incident, the man began posting videos highlighting some of Oita City's restaurants and sightseeing spots and collecting revenue from the number of views he got on YouTube. However, in addition to the clicks, he's also getting several offensive and negative comments such as idiot and baldy. <clears throat> and he learned it was his own wife who was, trying to, who was typing the insults and found out that she had Ask acquaintances to leave offensive comments as well. That's foul. Very foul. Enraged by the discovery, the man bound his wife's arms and legs with whatever he could find, such as tape. Ooh. He then allegedly kicked her in the face. The ruling in case is due on June 6th, and online commenters have uh, a life weighed in. 
what she did was bad, but didn't deserve that. At least he got comments. I can't get any on mine. Looks like Baldi's going to prison. He wants to be a YouTuber, and he's 44. Yeah. Clearly, the wife was going to try to steer them toward a regular job, but there are better ways of doing that. Baldi has a short fuse. I come to learn that anyone who defines us, identifies himself as a YouTuber should be dealt with very delicately. They tend to be live wires. Uh, let's see. I can't tell if this marriage is a disaster or these two are made for each other. <laughs> Isn't she also guilty of defamation? And, well, this is just sad. So, yeah, their marriage isn't down to shitter. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Hopefully anyone else planning a career doing YouTube stuff, influencing or blogging, will also will follow the lead of some of their own writers and find partners who, through healthy communication, are decidedly open-minded about accepting a job promoting local poop museums online. It's not easy, but it can be done. Christ, it was like my mouth rebelled against that last sentence. Understandably and rightfully so. Have fun with this last one, Mako. Uh, there's no fun with this one. There are there are people who are kind of in love with this chick, and that's not good. Uh, yeah, so um, a woman was accused of, of stabbing a guy uh, who she happened to know because she loved him so much. So, Tokyo Metropolitan Police revealed that relationship trouble spurred last week's stabbing by a 21-year-old woman of a male acquaintance at her residence in Shinjuku Ward. At around 3.50pm on May 23rd, Yuka Takaoka allegedly used a kitchen knife to stab the man, aged in his 20s or 30s, in the abdomen inside the 5th floor residence. The man was transported to a hospital where he remains in serious condition, according to the police station. Officers later accused Takaoka of attempted murder. During questioning, police learned that the stabbing was likely the result of a problem within the relationship of the suspect and the victim. Since I loved him so much, I just couldn't help it, Takaoka was quoted. After killing him, I too wanted to die. Police are now investigating the circumstances that led to the incident. Since the incident took place on May 23rd, more information has emerged via social media. Though initial reports listed Takaoka's occupation as unknown, it has been learned that she likely works at a so-called girls' bar, which is a type of hostess club. As well, the victim is probably a bar host aged in his 20s. As well, Takaoka and the victim were in the lobby of the residence upon the arrival of the police on May 23rd. Images that have emerged, warning both are graphic, show a person believed to be Takaoka, her legs covered in blood, talking on the telephone as she smokes a cigarette with the victim's body collapsed behind her. Wow. And then the comments are, yeah, basically, real-life yandere. Mm -hmm. Glad the victim is alive. This is eerily similar to a manga called... Anna Satsujin. I've read other articles that had pictures about a whole book with love written in blood inside. I'm not entirely sure if it was legit. Really hope the guy survives this. Same here. I mean, some have said that he died, but I'm not seeing any news site that's confirming that. And to be perfectly honest, if they did not release the person's name, they're most likely not going to release to the news, you know, what, what had happened. 
We'll probably find also, out. Also, there's fan art of this woman. Yes, and I'm like, there are people who are like, yes. I'm like, no. No, no. You saw how badly we react to Yandere on here, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's... Don't. That, that, that's all I gotta say. Please, please, please don't. Yeah, and, and those photos are very graphic, so I'm not going to show them. I, I saw a couple of them on my Facebook wall, and I'm like, yeah, no. <sighs> Again, I think this falls under Darwinism. If this is what guys are into, you know what? You can have that. I mean, I dated my fair share of craziness. It ain't worth it. We are totally done after this. Completely, 100% done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just letting this last six seconds play out. Yeah. We have made it to the end of yet another episode of Anime Jam Session. And I want to thank everybody who stuck it out for the whole show. We really appreciate that. So I just want you to know, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up, because we're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find some amazing stuff. You'll find our cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, convention reviews, anime reviews, our YouTube video links, Facebook photo, cosplay photo links, and our weekly podcast, and a lot more than that. So definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, while you're out there, if you have a mobile device, Android, iPhone, whatever, there are tons of like podcast apps out there. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podcast Addicts, you name it. You can find us through those sites. Including, um, let's see, what other sites do we have here? Uh, TuneIn Radio, you can find us. Stitcher, Player FM. Just search Anime Jam Session and you'll find our latest episodes there. And a lot of these apps will allow you to leave reviews. So if you're kind enough to do so, drop us, a, leave us a review. You know, that's what really be cool. And don't forget, you can find us on social media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. That's all Anime Jam Session. And I have to say to everyone who follows us on our social media pages, thank you so much. We could not do the show without y'all. So we're going around the room. Last words, Ari. I'm going to look forward to my four-day weekend, even if I have little to do with it during it, I mean. Awesome. Last words, Mako. I'm going to go curl up in bed with the cat. I can see he's waiting for you. My <laughs> last words is I'm turning off the lights, opening the windows, get a decent cooling of air, and drink more water. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session and a lot more shenanigans. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. She's in a good mood. Let's just leave it at that. Good night, y'all. Good night. Yeah, that's what's doing it. <laughs> yup.
podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!